When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, hello, and welcome to Food Network Obsessed. This is the podcast where we dish on all things food with your favorite chefs, food influencers, and Food Network stars. I'm your host, Jamie Sire, and today we have a Super Bowl winner and a Patriots Hall of Famer on the show to talk about his star-studded career and co-hosting with Sonny Anderson. He is a former defensive tackle who is now taking on hosting duties with the new special NFL Tailgate Takedown. It's Vince Wilfork. Vince, welcome to the podcast. I do have to say I'm a little disappointed you are not rocking overalls today for this interview, even though our, <laughs> our listeners can't see. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was just saying that, you know, I just finished working out. So it's like I'm hot. I haven't started my, I haven't started my day yet with working. So the overalls is in the closet collecting dust right now. So I'm sorry. That's all right. What, what do you love about overalls so much or why are they so useful for the life that you lead? You know, because... When I'm outside working, I don't like to wear shorts because I'm always doing something in some bushes or mm-hmm. on the ground and uh, get scraped up a lot. So I, you know, throw my overalls on with my boots, and then I have a long sleeve shirt on. You know, I, I always looked at it as uh, getting the workout in as well. You know, get yeah. a nice sweat in and flush out the <laughs> system and stuff. So it's just mainly for protection and plus all the components, the pockets and stuff. I have yeah. a lot. Of, you know, I have pockets that I forget that I have on it and I lose a lot of stuff. I lose a lot of stuff <laughs> and I'll be searching for keys. And I'm like, man, I thought I had it in this pocket, but I forgot that pocket has actually five pockets. So yep. <laughs> just a lot of compartments. <laughs> just a lot of compartments I can stuff stuff in, you know. Yeah. I mean, they, they seem like very useful. Do you have multiple pairs or yes. just like one? Yes, okay. I, I have different colors and everything. So it's not just a regular blue. I have a flag one, or red, okay. red, white, and blue one. I have, you know, white. I have black one. I have gray one. I, you name it, I try to get. So they, be, <laughs> they come in very, very handy. Trust I'm me. sure. A closet dedicated to overalls, right? Yes. Yes. Like, <laughs> like women like shoes, 
over. Yeah. There you go. I love it. Well, you have been retired from the NFL for about five years now. And now a co-host of a brand new Food Network show. Was something like this even on your radar when you thought about what retirement might look like for you? You know, I've always loved food. You know, I love cooking. And um, it was just one of those things that if it fit right into who I am, my lifestyle, the way, you know, I handle things and how I roll, you know, I'm really not a big flashy type guy. You know, I like what I like, you know, Mm -hmm. if I'm passionate about something, I'm passionate about it. And I think over the course of my career, fans and everybody saw um, what type of person I am and what I'm passionate about. So when this came along, it it fit right into who I am. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, absolutely, I'll do it. But it was it was kind of a little scary because I like, man, I never hosted anything. And, you know, people have to realize it's like, you know, I was getting inducted to the Patriot Hall of Fame. So when I, you know, I got this gig and it, and I basically had to fly from the Hall of Fame that next, well, that night. And, you know, I never had any experience on hosting. So I was just wrecking my brain. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know how to do this. I don't want to do that. And the producer just kept telling me, like, don't worry, Vince, it's going to be fine. We're going to be fine. And talking to my team, I'm like, man, I just never did hosting. Like, I mean, <laughs> I could talk with anybody, but I'm like, hosting the show, like, that's, you know, that's tough work and everything. And sure enough, when I got on set, I mean, they made it so easy and so relaxing for me. It just, I just it just came natural. And over mm-hmm. time, you can just see the episodes and, and the, the, the length of the show, we became more and more comfortable with the show. And it was all about cooking, you know? So cooking, I love, I like, I know, but the, as far as the hosting part, it was like, I don't know how to do that. But, you know, <laughs> with, with the help with everybody and basically bringing me in on a short notice, like I said, I'm leaving, you know, the Hall of Fame coming straight here in for those guys to get me prepared and get me ready and, and basically just like teach me how to host and how to do this and how to look at camera. How It was so fascinating. I loved it. So um, once I got it, it was like, okay, I'm off running now. So I'm a quick learner and um, <laughs> it turned out to be pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know, working in sports broadcasting for most of my career as well and, and working with, you know, former athletes like yourself, I think the one thing I always noticed was you guys are so coachable, right? Because that's what you've done your entire career. So you want that feedback. You want those tips, those, those like little, you know, Mm -hmm. pieces of advice and feedback and and coaching really. So do you kind of feel that way that like you were just kind of hungry for that feedback? Absolutely. You know, they, they surrounded me with some great people. I mean, when I tell you, I fell in love with the, with the team, I fell in love with the team. I mean, it was, we became family so fast and so quick. And everybody, it was like we knew each other for the rest, the whole, our whole life. You know, it's like one of those things we spread in. I mean, everybody just took their place. And I went into that understanding like, hey, listen, I don't know how to host. So I'm going to take and I'm going to learn everything I possibly can for everybody that's around me, somebody that's coaching me, even, you know, my co-hosts, even the judges that done it for a living. So I'm going to pick their brain. And mm-hmm. sometimes I didn't pick, they bring as much as possible because I could have been sitting there all day just asking <laughs> questions, you know? So, but over time, you know, I got my questions in and they, they, they just took, they taught me the ropes and I'm very, very appreciative of that. Awesome. Well, we are going to dive more into that in a little bit, but I want to, I want to go back a little bit. First, I guess, talk a little bit about your retirement because, you know, after 13 seasons in the NFL as a defensive tackle, 
What were you most looking forward to in this next chapter of your life? And how have you been spending most of your time? You know, I've always I always said I wanted to be into real estate. You know, that was one of my main things when I was playing. I'm like, OK, real estate, I like, you know, and that was something I wanted to do. And from a marketing standpoint, I say, you know, I, I want to do something that I enjoy doing, you know, and. The crazy thing is when they came to me with the show, I was thinking about something similar to this round um, COVID. Mm. You know, I, I spend a lot of time doing COVID, just kind of brainstorming, understanding what I'm going to do once, you know, everything opened back up, what direction I would go in. And that was one of the things I'd be like, I want to do this. I want to go in this direction. And so for them to come to me and say, hey, this is the idea we have. And I was like, Man, somebody stole my idea. That was in my <laughs> head, you know? But I, I'm a true believer in, you know, when you're doing things right, great minds think alike. So somebody was sitting back thinking the same thing I was thinking because I felt that from a, a sports standpoint, it's so many avenues that we can tackle for the from a fan aspect, from kids all the way to 80-year-olds that we can capture. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, Food Network and the NFL with those guys coming together and creating this show, I think this is a perfect show because I think I, I talk to a lot of people. I talk to a lot of fans. I talk to a lot of, you know, ball players, and everybody loved an idea of something mm-hmm. like this. So I think with this show, we nailed it. We hit it right on the head. So I'm looking forward to, you know, hopefully, you know, next couple seasons of it because I think this is something that, you know, the fans really, really want it. And they're going to enjoy. Yeah, no, I, I get the same comments all the time. People are like, why? Like, why is it? Why aren't you doing a mm-hmm. food, you know, tailgating mm-hmm. show or something like that? So I'm so excited that it's it's finally coming to fruition. Do you miss your playing days or are no. you happy to be? <laughs> no, no. I you know. I, I t- and people ask me that all the time. Do you miss, yeah. it? you know, and my answer is no, but I miss my teammates. I miss the yeah. camaraderie. You know, I miss the locker room. I don't miss the playing. I, does, I don't miss the workouts. I don't miss the meetings. You know, I just miss being in the locker room with all of your brothers and just talking about life. Sometimes it's not even about football or sports. It's just conversations you have where you get a chance to learn about one another and just talk about real life situations. Mm-hmm. Those are the moments that I miss. You know, I yeah. miss that. I miss going. The one thing I miss about the field is the national anthem because anytime I hear that, I get chills because yeah. I knew that meant something to me. It was go time. You know, it was school time when I hear that. So every time, you know, the Super Bowl roll around or a regular game come around and I hear it, it's like I'm in the game because I take <laughs> myself back and I take myself through how I was feeling and what it meant for me when I hear that. So that's the only thing from the field I take away. But the plan, no, not at all. <laughs> you did get to to catch up with, you know, some of your old teammates and coaches, though, recently. I know you were just recently inducted into the Patriots Hall of Fame in September, where you obviously spent a majority of your career. What was that moment like for you? It was unreal, you know, and I played the game never thinking about, you know, being a Hall of Famer or any type of accolades individual, you know, and for them to basically say, hey, you're a Patriot Hall of Famer. You know, I had to take a moment and really understand what that means. And I'm so grateful and so humbled that, you know, organizations can think of me that type of way, because if anybody know anything about me, I'm not a selfish person. You know, I never thought of myself once, even the position I played, like 
it was an unselfish position. Like I didn't get the accolades. I didn't get the big plays. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I was always the last one getting off the path, you know? <laughs> so for, for the Patriots to honor me with that speaks volume of my career, not only as a person, but also as a ball player of that magnitude. And you have to, you have to realize you're talking about a team that basically ran the NFL for two decades. Mm -hmm. You know, we talking about Super Bowl champions six times, being there eight times. So you're talking about it or not just any organization. You talk about a great organization that's sitting probably the greatest organization of all time right now. So it was very, very special to me. And it was a great honor to, to receive that. Yeah, and I had a big reason for that, you know, that legacy that you speak of as your coach, you know, Bill Belichick. And I'm sure you've been asked this a million times, but what was it like playing with him? What was your relationship like with Bill? Man, let me tell you, my relationship with Bill is is personal. It's, you know, it grew. The older I got, the more our relationship grew, more than just football, of a friendship, you know, and it's to be coached by the greatest that ever do it. It's like, I've been coached by the greatest that ever did it, right? And then I played with Tom Brady, the greatest well, right. the quarterback of the game. So here I am sitting here with two of the greatest <laughs> <laughs> and just throw in the organization itself. So you know, I'm sitting there with three greats that I had a relationship and have a relationship with and to look back and see what all we've done. It's just an amazing feeling. So it's not a lot of people that can walk around seeing what I just said, but you know, that, that always keeps me kind of humble and understand how important the game was to me and the relationships, how important the relationships were to me and still is to me. Yeah. You and Tom Brady, the only two from those teams to, yeah. to win a Super Bowl in both decades. I think that's yeah. a pretty, pretty good company to pretty be special, in, right? Pretty special. <laughs> Do you have a favorite memory from your career or is it too hard to like narrow down? Oh, yes. Yeah. It's, it's so, you know, it's so hard because, you know, I can say plays and I can say speeches and I can just say moments where we had even some losses. Sometimes people look at the greatest, you know, games and the games we won, but a lot of character come from, you know, losing ball games, you know, and I could think back when the Dolphins, we played the Dolphins and they came out with the Wildcat the first time where we saw it. I mean, we were just, we had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> I mean, it was the first time I ever went in our locker room. We didn't make no adjustments because nobody knew what to do. But from that point, I remember going to the practice. That was our first football that we buried. We buried that ball on the practice field. And we said we'll never get caught with our hands down. We we'll always have a plan for everything. But that right there built it built some character in that locker room. You know, even you know losing against Kansas City. Well, now we're sitting two and two on the Super Bowl run. My last Super Bowl run. You know, those moments like that it really define you as a team. It defines what you're made of. Out of everybody's talking about what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. So I take, you know, those moments and kind of think back what we were thinking in our mind frame and how we came out of that hole and what did we do at that time. So I think the moments like that, it's not too much of how many plays I made because I've made some. I made some good plays, but a few. Really, yeah, I made a few. <laughs> you know, but those weren't the biggest, you know, I'm all about team, right? So it's like what stands out to me about who we are as a team. And those was two instances where I realized how good we were in that moment because what we accomplished afterwards. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's so fascinating because, you know, obviously you expect the answer to be, you know, winning a Super Bowl mm-hmm. or Hall of Fame or any of these accolades that you have under your belt. But to hear you like pinpoint these moments where the team maybe wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, playing to its full potential, but those were essentially turning points for Absolutely. you. It was what, moments. What do you remember about like what the team did after those moments to come together. Well, what we, one thing we did was we trusted one another more and we kind of, we stepped our game up. You know, we, we watched more film. We spent more time on the field going over situation of football. If this happened, this is what we're going to do. And, you know, we just continue to build, 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 build after those moments, you know, especially with the Dolphins, we just continue to build. And I just remember that week of practice. It was like we spent 15, 20 minutes after practice every day just kind of going over different scenarios. And we always went over, you know, scenarios. But after that, it was like, okay, if a team come out like this, this is how we like we went over every single thing. I mean, I think Bill went to college and watched what college was doing. It was like, okay, we might get this. So we're going to go. We're going to cover it. So I think it raised our awareness of anything can happen. So we have to be prepared. We never wanted to feel like we felt coming into that locker room without an answer. And that's exactly how we felt. You know, we, we was in that locker room. It was like at halftime, it was like, we don't know how to adjust because we don't know. We don't know. We never practiced this. We never seen it. But after that, it was like, ah, we can't have anything. If they did this, we were so confident because we've been practicing so many different scenarios. A team could throw anything we had answer for. <laughs> we did. So I, I think that kind of lit a fire up on all of us, even the coaching staff of like, hey, it's more we can do. And from that day on, we did. I'm always curious to talk to athletes, especially now that I've, you know, gone into the food realm as well, just about nutrition, because obviously it's something that has changed and evolved probably a lot during your career. What what does a Super Bowl winner eat on a regular day at, <laughs> at the peak of physical training? And how did that change over the course of your career? Well, I think everybody's different. But, you know, you have the basic stuff like, you know, your almonds for nutrition. You have your grilled chicken, turkey breast and all the, you know, your veggies and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So everybody's is different. Though. You know, you might have a guy that's 180 pounds and can eat whatever <laughs> he want to eat and be perfectly fine. And then you take a guy like me, 340 pounds, where I can't eat fried chicken or I can't eat no fried fish. I can't eat this, but I can eat lean steaks and I can eat, you know, you know, lean meats. But some people can eat whatever they want and some people can't. But it's all about fueling your engine because it was things that I can eat that 180 pounds couldn't eat. You know, I was a, I was really, really rare. Like one o'clock games, I didn't eat. I didn't eat at before all? one before? No, at all. You know, I, I didn't eat one o'clock games. You know, I wake up and I would just go until I finished playing to eat my first meal. I wanted to feed off my fuel and I wanted to fuel off my my inner self. You know, like this team that I'm playing, that's my food. They're going to fill me up, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of people can't do that. I freak people out when people were like, Man, you didn't <laughs> eat? No. I didn't eat. <laughs> I bet you ate afterwards, All right? right? <laughs> well, I ate afterwards. Trust me on that. I ate after now. So, <laughs> like when you were playing, what, what kind of calorie intake Ooh. were you looking at? Man, I'm, I'll probably intake anywhere from thirty five hundred to five thousand. Wow! If I had to guess, but I never counted. You, you never know, like counted. I said, you're doing it for so long. Like I, I dieted my whole career, so I know the amount of food I eat, basically the number of calories. 
Mm-hmm. And I would say I would eat anywhere between 35 to 5,000 calories a day, depending on the days. But I didn't need something to sit down and write and tell me, but I just knew after over time, just, you know, calculating the calorie and calculated. And also I knew I burned a lot, though, you mm-hmm. know, so I, cause I've done a lot, you know, I train a lot. Everybody's different, but at the same time, everybody at the professional level understand the importance of nutrition, you know? Mm-hmm. And how much did the NFL like help support that, you know, during your playing days, if 100%. you wanted it? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I mean, every, every team has a nutritionist. I mean, they have somebody that you can go sit down, you can draw a diet, you can ask to have food made like they have that. So one thing that I love about football, and I'm pretty sure it's every sport I can only speak about football is, you know, anything you possibly want and want to, want to learn and, want, and you need, they have it for you. You know, they have the resources that they can reach out and get it to you. But NFL doesn't do a real good job with that. Though. Ha, ha, has your, have your eating habits changed since reti- obviously you're eating a lot less, but you've also, you've dropped a ton of weight. Oh, yeah. I think coach Belichick was, was shocked. I heard <laughs> oh, yeah. that when oh, he yeah. saw you for the first time, is that, did that just come naturally from not it eating came, as much? It, or? Came, it came natural because, you know, when I played, I had to eat to maintain a certain level of strength and size. You know, my whole career, weight was always an issue for me. You know, that was, my diet was always predicated off of, you know, my weight. And I had to be at a certain number. So I had to make sure I was at a certain number. So there were certain things I had to do. And when, when I retired, when I didn't have to lift all the time, my body wasn't stressed. Just basically the everyday grind that I did mm. for 20 years. Once my body realized it didn't need that, you know, I was just out, you know, coaching my son's baseball team one day. And and I was like, man, one of my shirts I put on that fit me, you know, it fit me. But now it doesn't fit me. It's too big. So I'm like, man, I've, I've lost a lot of weight. So let me get on the scale. So I got on the scale. I was down 15 pounds. I'm like, wow. And I was sitting, I say, what? what I, I haven't changed what I was eating. You know, I still eat what I would eat. And I started thinking about everything that I was doing. Well, I was practicing two and a half hours a day with the baseball team in the heat, drinking two gallons of water, and I wasn't eating much. I still was eating what I wanted to eat, but I wasn't eating much. I, was, I mean, it was just one of those things where I was just, I didn't even think about food. Like I didn't have a craving for it or anything. So I was like, okay, I'm down 15 pounds. Okay, I like this, you know? So before you know it, I'm down to 80 pounds. I'm like, holy smokes. And it's it just my appetite just, I don't eat the way I used to eat. Like mm-hmm. when I see food, back then when I eat, I want to eat everything on my plate. Then I'm going back and get some more. You know, I, <laughs> but now I don't eat everything on the plate. It's okay to leave food and throw mm-hmm. food. It's okay. So my mind changed now. It's like, okay, I'm full. I'm done. that's good yeah it's hard to do sometimes it is it worked out for me so but it basically came just by me just living a different life you know and just Mm -hmm. understanding i don't need it all anymore and everything worked out for me feel good good that's good to hear you know growing up in florida what were some of your favorite food memories i was a kid that i ate everything my mom cooked except for the vegetables (laughs) <laughs> like, like no way you can have, you know, all anything green, don't put it on my plate. But my, I had, I had parents that say, either you gonna eat that or you eat nothing at all. So as a kid, there was plenty of times I went, to, I went to bed hungry because I just refused to eat the greens, you know. Now, older growing up, it's like, you know, I eat the greens. I eat, the, you know, the cabbage, the broccoli, the greens, the 
beans. I eat all that stuff now. I love them. Now. <laughs> but as a kid, it was all about meat to me. I've yeah. always been a protein guy, meat. Even growing up, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't eat a baked potato. Really? Oh, it was no. too much of a vegetable for yeah, you? Yeah, I was like, no, that's not, I don't, I don't know that's, That grows in the ground, you, I'm good. If, yeah, if, you, if you get, and I was like, hey, if you give me potatoes, it better be mashed potatoes. And I'm, man, I'm not eating nothing hard because I'm like, eh, I'm okay, what? But now it's all different. You know, I eat all this stuff now, you know? When you think of tailgate foods, what are you eating when you're watching a game? What, what comes to mind? I'm a huge chicken wing guy. Huge. Yes. I, I grew up a chicken wing guy. Today, I'm a chicken wing guy. So when I'm tailgating, I like, even you could, you could fix me sliders, you know, chicken sliders or hamburger sliders. I can eat that. But chicken wings, it's a must. Absolutely a must. Coming up next, Vince tells us all about the new special NFL tailgate takedown. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, all of this said, I feel like it makes you the perfect co-host for NFL Tailgate Takedown along with Sonny Anderson. We kind of teased it a little bit at the top here, but tell us a little bit about the show and the format. Well, the show, my, my, my co-host is Sonny Anderson, right? So they was like, hey, we're going to have you work with Sonny Anderson. And I was like, OK, cool. You know, and first day I met her, I mean, she talked to me as if we knew each other our life. <laughs> and, it's, and, and she made me feel so comfortable right away. And then she would tell me some things 
where we're not filming. She would just tell me little things here and there, like how to stand, where to stand, you know, what to talk about, what you can do. So she basically kind of mentored and took me up under her wing, you know, and I'm forever mm-hmm. grateful for that. And once guys see the show, they'll, they'll see like every episode, it was, it became better and better and better. And before you know it, it was true. And so basically the show is you have two teams that's that competing in the tailgating. They have three, three rounds. They have a main dish, a second round, and like an appetizer. And then like they finish up with the big shebang, right? Like this is the Hail Mary. This is all. Either you go home or this is this is it. So <laughs> and they compete within those, you know, they have 20 minutes the first or 30 minutes the second round and 40 minutes to the last round. And they basically giving us everything they possibly have. And I, when I tell you, I see the competitiveness in these guys. I mean, it's like their teams playing on the field, like they going in. And I mean, and what I loved about it is in that short amount of time, what these people and what these guys, what they create, like it takes something. I take an hour for guys to do. And I'm like, listen, are you guys doing this every tailgate? Like, or are you putting on a show for us? And they were like, no, this is what we do. You know, we, when we tailgate, this is what we do. And we have, you know, we had some guys that have over 200, 300, 400 people come to their tailgates. They come wow. just for their tailgates. So it's, it's basically, that's the rundown of the show. And then you have three rounds and, and in over three rounds, you pick a winner basically off of a point system. And when I, but I, when I tell you, I don't eat slaw. Okay. I ate slaw. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so that was one of the main things that I was like, and I liked it. And I liked it. And just to see how creative they were mm-hmm. and how they presented it. And, and we, we talk about some good food and it's not just thrown together. They plating is pretty. The colors in their, their dishes are pretty. The flavor, the texture. I mean, it's like as if it was a professional chef cooking these foods. So, so we did that for six weeks with teams and they just going head to head. And when I tell you we had a blast, we had a blast. <laughs> like, the food that I taste, I mean, I'm a taste tester. So it's like, you're going to see once things got going, I, I, my, I really came out of my shell because I'm like, oh, I want to <laughs> taste that. Oh, I want to taste that. Oh, that too. I want to taste that. Don't call me when it's ready. Like, we just had a great time and everybody enjoyed, you know, the, the contestants, the fans that we had out there, the, the host, you know, the judges, like, we all enjoyed it. We all had a good time. So we, it was always people smiling and laughing on the set. And that's one thing I love about it the most is mm-hmm. everybody. We was a big family and we really enjoyed it. Yeah. Back in that team atmosphere that, that yes. you missed from your playing days, right? Absolutely. Do you think that the tailgate chefs were as passionate and competitive in the kitchen as they are with their teams or or vice versa? No, I, we had some, listen, we had some chefs that were very, very competitive. Like <laughs> they were like, I can't believe I lost this round. Like this is a problem. Like they were like, it, and, and we had to get them back in, in because I can see as a competitor, I can see how one round can kind of lead into the next and I had to make sure we had to, as hosts, we had to make sure we let them know, like, hey, listen, you have two more rounds left. Don't let the first round roll over into the second round and you mm-hmm. forget some ingredients when you do something wrong because you're so worried about the first round. So it's a lot of times we had to kind of like talk them and bring them back down and like, okay, hey, hey, pipe down. You still have two more rounds. This is not the yeah. end, you know? 
But that's the competitive spirit that we see. You know, they were very, they very, very competitive of what they do. Tailgating is their football. You right. see, so they take it very seriously. So it was some competitive stuff out there. And it was some good, it was some trash talking coming from some teams that. You have to, right? It, ma- it made a lot of sense, especially when you're dealing with some vision rivals. Yeah. So it was like, okay, this is football. This is where we are. This is why we here, right here. And as you mentioned, you guys shot at several locations, NFL stadiums. Which yeah. which one was your favorite? Oh, Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo. Yeah. Hell yeah, Buffalo. The fans there. <laughs> I, I, you know, I played I play Buffalo twice a year, so I know what it's like going in and pulling up in Buffalo and going to stay and seeing Bills Mafia, right? So I've seen it as a player. So my main thing is like, okay, I want to see how it really is. Now that I'm not playing, I want to see here, be here all day and see what it really brings, you know, and when I tell you they came, they did not, they did not disappoint. Mm-hmm. They came with it. Like, like Buffalo, they came with it. And we had a really, really good show in Buffalo. Like I said, I think this is something that is missing from the sports area. You know, everybody, mm-hmm. we know we tailgate. Right. You know, we know tailgating go on. We know how serious people are about it. They bring these buses, they bring these RVs, they have these grills. Like we know how serious tailgating is. So, I think that this is a perfect show because it kind of shed a light on what tailgate really is. Yeah. So the more we can give the people, I think the better. And I think, you know, the next season, if, if we get another season, I think it'll be even better for Dennis. Yeah. Well, looking forward to watching the entire season. And it's been such a joy chatting with you. I could sit here and talk to you forever, but we are going to finish <laughs> off with some rapid fire questions. And then Uh-oh. we have one one final question for okay. you here on Food Network Obsessed. All right. Rapid fire. One word to describe working with Tom Brady. Intense. <laughs> I can see that. Favorite spot for Texas barbecue. Ooh, I would say Killian's barbecue. Okay. Houston. Do you do you consider Florida Florida to be southern? There's much debate. Absolutely, I have to. <laughs> yes, because it's, it's the furthest one south. Yeah, so yes, right. I'm geographically, geographically, yes, it yes, is. Yes. <laughs> Favorite thing to grill? Pork ribs. All right. Favorite sauce for wings? Ooh, I like hot sauce. Okay. On a scale of one to ten, how nervous were you for the ESPN body issue cover? Because it is incredible. Um, zero. And I <laughs> you were not was, nervous at all. No, zero. <laughs> not well, at all. If anyone's not seen it, you have to Google it. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> it is incredible. I remember I was at ESPN, I think, when that came out. Oh, um, that sickness. Oh, man. It was so good. Ever. Yes. It yes. was the best ever. <laughs> is there a food you absolutely hate, aside from coleslaw, apparently? Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Okay. Mm-mm. Not even like fried. You're, no. you're good on the Brussels sprouts. I try sprouts. them all. Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, current favorite TV show? Ooh, I'm a big mystery guy. Oh, and okay. I like whodunits, but also I love to watch food, any food network show because I love to get ideas. Yeah. I love to get ideas. So I like to see it and try to mimic it and see how it takes <laughs> myself. So those are my three areas. All right. All right. Well, that makes sense, given everything we've just talked about. Okay. Our (laughs) final question. This is not rapid fire. And we just want to know what's on the menu for your perfect food day. So breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert, if you eat dessert, and there are no rules. So calories don't count. You can travel, time travel. Anyone can cook these meals for you. Living or dead does not matter. It's just your day. But you know what? I'm simple. (laughs) I'm simple. Like for breakfast, I'm a a huge eggs and sausage guy. 
Mm -hmm. I'm not too much of a big pancake guy. I'm not too much of a bacon type guy, but I eat it. But it's it's eggs and sausage mm. and some type of toast. Okay. And, and I got to have strawberry jelly. I'm a, I'm a fool <laughs> for strawberry jelly. Okay. And for lunch, you know, lunch is, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a burger guy. You know, I can, I mm -hmm. can do burgers. I can do wings. I'm not too much picky. What kind of burger do you like? Do you like a big, like thick one or like a smash burger? No, I like a big, juicy burger cooked medium okay. with, with some good quality of meat. I'm not just don't give me anything. Like, give me like a brisket burger. Yeah. With some, like, give me the real deal. Don't give me nothing <laughs> fake. You know, I, give me a wagon burger. Like, give me something like that. You know, so I'm big on like sandwich and like, you know, wings, as I said. And for mm -hmm. dinner, it's like, I'm Southern. If I was to go all out, it'll be a Southern cooked meal. It would be some collard green. It'd be some yams. It'd be pop roast or some, some meatloaf or baked chicken, barbecue chicken and all of the sides, mashed potatoes. I love beans and rice, red beans and rice. <laughs> you name it. I like cornbread. So then I get it too. All right. Load it, it up. To, load it up. <laughs> and, and dessert, I'm, I'm a banana pudding type of guy. Okay. You know, I'm not too, I'm not too big on desserts like that, but I do like to bake cakes. So, but if give me the banana pudding because I love bananas. Bananas is probably one. Bananas and apples are one of my best fruits. So, I, I give me that, and that's a done deal. <laughs> Sounds like a perfect day, especially for you and everything we've heard about you. And we are so looking forward to the brand new show. Thanks yeah, so much for taking the too. time. Thank you, thank you. It was fun. Love having sports guests on the podcast. My world's uh, colliding and it's my favorite thing. You can watch new episodes of NFL Tailgate Takedown Wednesdays, 9, 8 central on Food Network. Make sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a thing. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review. We love it when you do that. That's all for now. We'll catch you foodies next Friday. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 